So we are on Beis Amin Aleph. The Gemara um, had asked the question: um, You say how Kol Chayav right? That everybody is every every person is required to um, come to the Beis Hamidrash to be a Ola Regal, um, and included in that is a requirement of uh, bringing an Ola Sriya. So the mission said, "Hakol chayavim." So the Gemara had asked, "Hakol asiyamai." When you say "hakol," everyone's included. So what does that come to include? So the Gemara said, "Lasuyamishachetzoevvechetzemincharin." It includes someone who's a half eved, a half slave, and a half free person. Um, so the Gemara asked, "How could a person be?" It's just let's just clarify this for one second. How could a person be a half eved, half mincharin? So you know, the, the possibility is that they were already a, uh, you know. They're already a slave, they're already an Eved, and then they were sort of half-freed. We're going to have to see how that works. Um, but the, but, so the point being that even though an Eved that's not free uh, can't, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have this requirement, nevertheless a half-Eved and half-Bencharin does. So Gemara asks, L'Ravina da'amar mishachetz u'Eved-Chetz u'Bencharin patamina According to Ravina who holds that a half-Eved and half-Bencharin is not chayef in Ravina, which case it can't be included, Hakol Asuyemai. Then what does Hakol come to include? So the Gemara said, Lasuyechigir biyom rishon v'nispashi biyom sheni. Comes to include a person who was physically handicapped and unable to walk up to the Harabayas on the first day, but then they're able to on the second day. Meaning, I might have thought since they were a chigir, since they were unable, physically unable the first day, on the day when they're required to bring the korban, that uh, they're now out for good. Comes the Gemara, the mission to say no. They're also included because they could bring it as a uh, as a makeup. They could bring the tashlumin, a makeup for the korban that they missed. Because typically, a person who miss, misses the ability to bring a korban on the first day of yantif can continue to bring that korban the rest of the days of yantif. So the Gemara said, "Hanich leman da amar kulan tashlumin zelazet." That works um, according to the opinion we said that there's kind of these two sides here. But you want to, you know, let's take a look at Rashi because Rashi didn't explain this idea for, for a second. Look at Rashi, three lines down after it says Gemara, where it says Hanich Laman Amar. There, Rashi says like this: Like Kamen Amrinim Bepirk, and later on it's going to say in the in the in the mission in the in the parak, Sheyesh LeKorbanos Hachag Tashlumin Kol Zayin. That there's a concept that Korbanos Hachag, a korban brought on Yantif, can be, you know, if it's missed on the first day, can be brought for all seven days. The Amoraim have a machlokas, they have a dispute. So some say, one says that the tashlumen is, the makeup is for each and every day, we have to explain what that means. And others say, no, it's every single day of Yantif, day two through seven, is going to be an opportunity to make up for the first day. So who cares? And the Gemara there asks, what's the distinction between these two opinions? And the answer is, Someone who was disabled on the first day, and now they're healed on the second day. Why? Someone who holds that everything is a tashlumen of the first day. That's someone who um, was chayv on the first day and didn't, can be on, the, on, on subsequent days. But someone who was not ever required to be in the Korban on the first day, and no Tarek Tashlumen doesn't have to make it up. Uman Amar Tashlumen Zelazen. And the opinion you it says, no, they're all a makeup for each other. 
Kasavar hachovah mutelas al ko'echad min shar hayamim velo al harishon levado. Meaning, if you say tashlum and zelazet, what does that mean? It means, yeah, originally the, the, the korban had to be brought on day one. But if I didn't bring it on, on day one, when can I bring it? Day two. If I didn't bring it then, when can I bring it? Day three. So if I wasn't able to bring it on day two or day one, but I could bring it on day three or day four, so if I missed day one, but day two was possible for me, and I didn't, so I could make it up as long as I'm chayiv on those subsequent days. Right, so someone who was patr on the first day, but then shows up on the second day, has a requirement to bring. Uh, <coughs> if you didn't bring it today, then bring it, <coughs> excuse me, the next day. So the point being that when we talk about this, that if you want to say that, again, according to Ravina, who says a half uh, Evan, half Ben Chorin doesn't, uh, doesn't ever bring a Korban Maria, so the Hakol can't be including that person. But if you hold, um, and therefore, what do you want to include? So what does Hakol come to include? This person who was disabled on day one, but is healed already by day two. So Gemara says, that works, including that person. That works if you hold that each and every day, in a certain sense, is its own opportunity to bring the Korban. That's probably the better translation. But if it's all dependent on, if my Korban, bringing the Korban on day two through seven, depends on whether I was Chayv on day, on day one, it's not going to work. Then, Does that make sense? Right, so then, then, the, then now we're asking, according to that, that opinion that holds, that, that's all, every, every, every uh, person who brings a Korban on day two through seven and can only do so if they were Chayv on day one, so then again, that person was never required to be in the Korban on day one, and therefore, according to that opinion, you have to find another explanation for what Hakol comes to include. So Mark says, no problem, we have another person to include. Hakol asuye suma ba'achas me'enav. Okay? So, we said before, one of the people who is excluded from bringing a Korban Re'iyah is someone who's a suma, someone who's blind. What about someone who's blind and only one eye? So the Mishra so the, so the wants to say, Hakol means to tell you, even though we excluded a suma, we excluded someone who's blind, we're coming to include someone who is blind in only one eye. Udaloki haitana, and not like the following opinion. Why? Desanya, because we saw in a brisa, Yochanan ben Dahavai omem Rishuim Bihuda, suma ba'achas me'inav patamina ri'ya. Someone who is blind in one eye is not is 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 not required to bring a korban on olas ri'ya. How do I know? Shenemar yireh yireh. Okay, that the pasuk is written right. Yireh es kol zuchorcha. Right, you should be seen. So, or lo yireh, yeah. Shalosh yireh kol zuchorcha. Spanei So yireh means to be seen. Yireh means to see. So the pasuk is written yud reish alf hey, and the normal way to read that is yireh. Yireh is already uh, you know. The, 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 way to, the, the appropriate way to pronounce it. Rashi says, Yireh, 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 Siv, Vikrinan, Yireh. It's written, Yireh, you should see, and Yireh is, you should be seen. So says the Gemara, Kaderech Shabal Liros, Kachba Leiraos. The way a person sees, that's how a person should be seen. Maliros Bishtainov, Af Leiraos Bishtainov. Just like most people, are seen by others with their two eyes. 
So, so too, the other people's two eyes looking at them. So, so too, the person who's going to be seen has to be a person who can see with both eyes. Let's look at Rashi, right next to us. Rashi says, so Yireh is the implication that I'm going to see Hashem in a certain sense. But Yireh is that Hashem is going to look at me. I'll be seated in front of Hashem. So the, the, the Pasuk is, is uh, you know, uh, making a connection between the way we see and the way Hashem sees us. Fine. Um, and, and, but the point being, so if Hakol is coming to include it has to be, we have to be clear that <clears throat> this is not like the opinion that holds that if, you, that if you're suma in one eye, that you're not chayav to, to, to in, in, uh, in Olaz Riyah. If you're going to read it that way, wouldn't a full suma also be chayav? Right, because if it's Yerai, if it's on Hashem, Hashem is seeing a person. Correct. Right, so then what does it matter if a person can see at all? Correct. So according to this Tana, this Tana excludes even someone who, right, this, this Tana, what are we bringing this for? To tell me the opinion that we're not quoting right now. This Tana is of the opinion that as long as you can't see the normal way, quote, the typical way with two eyes, then you're not chayv in Olaz meaning, and certainly someone who has no sight at all. Right? Both of those people will be excluded because they're not seeing, they're not being seen the way, the way a person typically sees. Okay? So the, the, the Chiddush of the Hakol, according to the Gemara, is not like this Tana, that, this, that, the, that the Tana who writes, Hakol Chayav Mariyo, who did he come mean to include? He meant to include even someone who's Summa only on one eye. And must be, he doesn't hold like this, this, this Tana, uh, who says that a, a Summa in one eye is excluded. He doesn't hold like that opinion. Because if you hold like that opinion, then any person with any blindness is going to be out. And not Chayav in the Mitzvah so the, per, the point the Gemara is making is, yeah, but according to everyone, apparently this is a, it's a Das Yachid, only one person holds this. Everyone else presumably holds that no, that as long as you have vision in one eye, that's not the case of Summa that the Gemara was, mission was referring to, and therefore Hakol comes to tell me, just by the way, a reminder, that's not the typical Summa. That's Summa only one eye, one eye, that person certainly is included. Yeah? Okay. Um, fine. But that, that's, one, that's one way to go. Or if you want, I'll give you another answer. Right? And that, again, once we exclu- excluded the possibility of Hakol coming to include um, coming to include Chigir uh, B'yom Rishon, right? In the Spash of Yom Sheni, that person who was, was disabled on one day and then got day one and they got better. So he said, okay, fine. So if it's not them, Hakol comes to include what? Maybe it comes to include uh, blind, blind in one eye. Or... Or I'll give you another possibility. Really, it's the first answer. What was the first answer? It's the right? Again, all these cases are cases that you might have thought to include in the in the patur, right? in the dispensation, based on a mishnah, because they're sort of included in the in the in the, in the examples the mishnah gave of those who are pater. But because they're a little bit different, the hakol is coming to include them into the archive So. But what's another possibility? No. Really, let's go back and say, really, a call does come to include a half Evid and a half Benchor. Okay. Um, like we said originally. But what about, we asked before, what do you mean by according to Ravina? <coughs> Sorry. 
according to Ravina, he holds half ben, half Ebed, half Ben Chorin. It's part of Minaria, I thought. So we're going to explain that even according to Ravina, it's not a problem. Why? Because even according to Ravina, it's not a problem. Why? Because Khan can Mishnah Rishona, Khan can Mishnah Chorona. Okay? And we're going to explain what that means right now. One opinion was like the original way of reading a Mishnah, and one is like the later way of reading a Mishnah. What are we talking about? This is not, because the following Mishnah we're going to read right now. The Mishnah says, says as follows. Someone who's a half Ebed and a half Ben Chorin. Yeah. Ovid is Rabu Yom Echad. He should serve his master for one day. Ves Atmo Yom Echad. And he should serve himself one day. That's the opinion of Beisela. Meaning, since he's a half Ebed, half Ben Chorin, he doesn't fully belong to his master. So meaning... One day a week, so for one day, he's his master's slave, and then the next day, he's off. He's not his master's slave because he's half a ben chorin. Okay? So he's six days to work. For three of them, he works. For three of them, he's off. Amulahem Beishamai. Beishamai said to Beishamai, Takantem es rabo, ves atzmolo takantem. You have fixed the problem for his master, but you have not fixed him. Right? You've solved the problem of how much should he work. <laughs> That's great. You've explained that. How does his master deal with him? And how much can he make use of him? But you haven't solved the more fundamental problem, which is the status of this Why? Lisa shivcha enoyacho. Marry a shivcha, a woman slave. He can't do that. Why? Because he's half ben chorin. A ben chorin can't marry a shivcha. A regular Jew cannot marry a, a, a shivcha. But to marry a free woman, he can't marry her either because uh, a slave can't marry a Baschorin. Live till, have him not get married at all. He can't do that because a person was created to, to have children. The world was, not crea- was created for the purpose of Sheves, the requirement of, cont- of having children. So, what are you going to do? So what do we do? We, because we can't stand to see this person, it's not appropriate to leave him in this limbo status where he can't get married to anybody. So we make him, we force his, his, his master to free him totally. And the, and the uh, master writes a star, basically writes a debt, a bill, of, a, bill, a, a bill of a debt to the former Evid for what his value was. Uh, and he, can, he has to pay him back eventually. So if he was worth whatever he was worth, 300 silver coins, so he, he frees him. And then he owes his master 150 silver coins. And at the end of the day, Beis Hillel agreed with Beis Okay? That basically, because of this situation, becomes, yeah, you can, you can, it's workable in terms of how how much he's going to work for his master, but impossible for how he's going to live his life. So therefore, we force the master to free the slave. When he frees the slave, he becomes a, becomes a Jew. And then uh, at that point, at that point, um, uh, then, he can, then he fulfills mitzvahs, like a Jew. Fine. So, so what? So let, let's, uh, let's get to the big picture first, and then we can talk about some of the details. The big picture is here, Mishnah Rishona is well. Look at Rashi now. Go back to Rashi. And Chabezim Nalaf. 
Mishnah Bishona, it's the second to last skinny line in Rashi. What was Mishnah Bishona? Kodem Shachazu Beis Hillel, Lahorskidu Beis Shammai. Mishnah Bishona was Beis Hillel's original approach, which was, no problem, he'll work three days, he'll be off three days. Right? According to that, Beis Hillel assumes what? That there is such a scenario as a Chatzib and It can exist. And it can exist in perpetuity. A person can live his whole life like this. Right? According to that, then you have Ravina who says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Doesn't uh, bring out all the But once you come to the conclusion, which is that Beis Hillel holds what? That this person will never remain in this state. And you're always going to immediately, as soon as this person is, what's going to happen? We're going to immediately make you free entirely. So what does that mean? That means that Ravina's you know, big objection, that, or, or our big objection because of Ravina, is really moot. Because Ravina said, whoa, we said, wait a second. How can you say how cold is to include Chatzim and Chatzim and Chorin? Ravina holds that person doesn't, doesn't bring an Olas Re'iya. The answer is, yeah, but we're never going to find such a person. Because as soon as it happens, we're going to have them fixed. So if that's true, yeah, so a call comes to include the Chatzim and Chatzim and Chorin. That person technically would be Chayv in, in the mitzvah, even though they're never really going to exist. Um, so if he's working at first day, when he's supposed to bring the Chorin, then even though he's not Slave. He's still on though, right? He's still. What's, would he have to be a Corban of that? Well, the point is that him with his status in general, according to the Mishnah, according to the Gemara, is that's what's being included uh-huh. by a goal, and he would talk about being in the mitzvah no matter what. Okay. Whether he's working or not working that day, he's still, just by his status in general, he's included. So take a look at just Rashi. Save the Masnis and the Katani, Chutzmina Vadim, Sheina Mishikharm, the end of the Mishnah that said, except for uh, servants that are not freed. Ravina said that case is actually referring to the half of half ben Chorin, right? That was Nishnei's Kodim Shechazu Beisilah. That was all written before Beisilah changed his mind, or they changed their mind. Aval Acha Shehodul Beishamai Sheyesh Abedzin Lakofes Adono the Shechraro Vavlei Kiilu Meshuchah Kivar Vechayev. So since Beisilah agrees like Beishamai that as soon as this person exists. Basin's going to force the master to free him. It's Ke'ilo, he's already freed. And, and therefore, we assume he's Chayv in the mitzvah. And since the mission was taught, it was taught that way, it didn't, didn't change. But the point is, once we assume that, um, you know, Ravino had said he's included, that was because we assumed there would be such an example. I mean, he's excluded, that's so we assumed there would be such an example that would exist. But now the Beis Hillel agrees with Beis Shammai and says, no, as soon as this half ever half Bechor exists, we're going to force his master to free him. So that's hakol to include what? Even the half ever half ben Chorin would technically have been included. But he's, and, and we assume that he is chayv in mitzvahs. Why? In the mitzvah of Re'iyah. Why? Because it's Ke'ilu, he's about to be freed anyways. So the reason we include him is because he's, he's already, it's as if he's already freed. Which is actually a very interesting concept because you could argue until he's freed, he's not. And it's a fascinating concept to say that, well, no, the point is, since we know it's going to happen immediately, it's Ke'ili was Chayef right now. It's actually a, you know, an interesting idea. He's not free yet. And until he's free, you could argue, maybe not. But, um, but the, what Rashi seems to say, he writes, It's as if he's already freed. Because the Bezdin is going to require such a thing. So the Mishnah was written before Beis Hill was Modah? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and this, but this, um, idea of you know hakola suya who to include so it's a question like which one 
It was that written before or after. But, but the bottom line is that this machlokes, should it include this guy or exclude this guy, really is not a machlokes. It just depends on w- which, which base hill you were going by. Were you going, Ravina was Ravina going by the first base hill who assumed that, you know, that, uh, that, we, that, that we just keep him in his status and that the Gemara that says, no, a call to include, to include the half and half and Charon, that was, according to the Mishnah Acharona, they already knew that Beis Hillel had changed his mind. Fine. Um, just a couple of interesting points related to this topic. Um, why can't he get married? Look at, uh, <coughs> look at the uh, Tysus on, on Beis Hillel Beis, who points out, Lisa Shifcha Yachol. Why can't he marry a shifcha? Maybe why can't he do the opposite? He can't free. Let's say he can't free himself. He, it's the it's the adult's decision if he's going to free him or not. But we know there's a, that a that a Jew can in, in certain situations sell themselves right in, into slavery. So why doesn't the guy say I'll I'll sell my other half right into full avdus? I'll become a full eved and then I can at least get married to a shifcha. So he can't do that. Limkor shifcha because what happens, a person who's an Evid Kanani, right? They were originally not Jewish. They're an Evid. And then they get freed. What happens? So they, when they're an Evid Kanani, they have a requirement to keep certain, uh, certain uh, grouping of mitzvos. They don't keep mitzvos, etc. And then when they're freed, they become a full Jew at that point. But how do they become a full Jew? They're a Geir. Right? They're not, they're, they weren't born Jewish. So this person who's half freed is like a half a Geir. So, so if he would make himself now a full Evid again, that can't happen. Why? Because the halacha is that a ger cannot become an Evid Ivri. It's interesting halacha. Uh, that whenever we talk about the idea of Evid Ivri, that always doesn't include a ger. That someone who is a convert can never become a, an Evid Ivri. Because they don't, te- technically don't have this, this uh, possibility of returning to their family because halachically they don't have that. Um, which is very interesting. But um, fine. Um, and also just interesting to know also, so Varela Shevisitzara, it's the concept of Shevis, the mitzvah of Shevis, the mitzvah of Abanan, to continue to have children. This is used uh, very often in the conversation about Puruvu. Right? Once, uh, technically, once a family has a, a, you know, a boy and a girl, say, according to all post they've fulfilled the mitzvah of, of Puruvu. So do they have a requirement to have more children after that? So, so one, of the, one of the conversations, one of the pe- conversation pieces is this mitzvah, the mitzvah of Shevis, which is that there's a mitzvah above and beyond the mitzvah of Puruvu, there's a mitzvah to continue to populate the world. So uh, that, that's part of this, uh, this concept, which you see doesn't necessarily apply. Uh, well, the Gemara there assumes that uh, <coughs> even uh, an Evid and a Shifcha who are married fulfill the mitzvah of Shabbos, which is interesting also. But um, fine. Okay. So let's continue uh, our conversation here. Chutz mecheresh shote evakatan. So who is included, dis- uh, uh, excluded from the mitzvah of, of Re'iyah? Someone's a cheresh. As you mentioned before, someone who's technically deaf will explain more. Shota, someone who is mentally incapacitated, and a cut on someone who's a child. So, Kitani, Cheresh, Dumya de Shota. Because we have to explain what type of Cheresh is this. Kitani, Cheresh, Dumya de Shota. The Katan, the Shota, the Katan. So, the Cheresh has to be a Cheresh who is similar to a Shota and a Katan. How? Ma Shota, the Katan, the Lavade Dea. So just like a shot and a katan don't have das, a shot doesn't have das because he or she is in is again uh, psychologically in a place where they don't have they're not in a normal state of mind, so they can't make normal rational decisions. A katan doesn't have das, even if they are very very <coughs> with it, 
because a katan doesn't yet have the mental capacity just in a, a age maturity stage to be able to have what we call halachic das. So it can look very, very different. Obviously, a show than a katan look extraordinarily different in terms of how they present. <coughs> but a katan just doesn't have das halachically to make decisions halachically until they are bar bat mitzvah. But the point is, that cheres that we're talking about is not just someone who happens to not be able to hear. It's a person who doesn't have das. <clears throat> and this is like the mission that says, that the cheres that referred to is someone who is not able to hear and not able to speak. I mean, they're both. They're a deaf mute. And you have to remember also, in times of the Gemara, someone who is a deaf mute was unable to learn anything. Right? There weren't special advances, ways to teach them. It wasn't something that existed um, in terms of being able to teach such a person. So such a person just didn't know anything <coughs> and, had, and really didn't have a way to interact with other people. And they were considered a la bardea. They couldn't, they couldn't interact at all with the outside world. However, someone could speak and just can't hear. And someone who can hear, but they can't speak. So, uh, some, sorry, someone who can speak, but they can't hear. And someone who can hear, but they can't speak, are both chayv and mitzvahs. Okay, so when we talk about chayresh, uh, it's important to point out, it means someone who is eno, eno, uh, can't hear and can't speak because they're a lot of b'nei de'a. But someone who, can, who is deaf, but can speak, someone who can't speak, but they can hear, they would be required uh, to fill the mitzvah of re'iyah and, and mitzvahs in general. Uh, and, this, and this goes together with uh, another idea that we saw. Someone who can speak but can't hear, that's called sometimes colloquially a cheresh, a, a deaf person. Who can hear and can't speak, that's referred to as a mute. However, both of them are considered pikeach. They're considered just as sophisticated and able to perform mitzvahs like anybody else. So again, it fits together with this, this, this same concept that, that the person who is excluded from the mitzvah of Re'iyah is specifically somebody who can't do either. Uh, can't, can't speak and can't hear. So Gemara asks, So then, if that's true, how do I know that, that a person who can speak but can't hear is called a cheresh? And someone who can hear but can't speak is called an ilem. The pasuk says in Tehillim, Because the pasuk says, I'm like a, a deaf person who can't hear and like a mute person who can't open his mouth. But the point being, it only to be considered that way in you know, Scripture for, is only true, is in, in Psukim is only a problem is only, if you only have one of those problems, right? So you can still be called cheresh. I mean, the, the point is, why do we have to even call them that way? If it's... it's uh, you know, the point is that they have that status even if they can only not do one of them, even though only being able to not do one of them doesn't exclude them from the mitzvah of Avri. Vibayas, amen. And some say, if you want, I'll say, Ishtakel melule literally means his words were taken from him. But if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, right up to the left, he lines up, Vibayas, ema, ilem kemashmao, no trikon. It's a connection of the two words. E lame is from the word, the phrase ishtakel melule. E lame, okay. Aleph and then the and lam and the mem. It's not exactly right? the aleph and the lam. The aleph and the lam of the first word and the mem of the last word. Ishtakel melule. Nitel diburo. His words were taken from him. That gives you the, the word e lame. Okay, so we'll we'll stop here for now and we'll and we'll continue tomorrow.